snakes as well. That's 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 never never a good a good thing to have at the bottom of a pit. Welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show, uh, the only uh, games podcast you need straight from the the gaming tubes, I don't know where I'm going with this, of Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, my name is Alice Bell and I'm joined this week, of course, by Brendan Caldwell. How are you, Brendy? I'm great, grand, excellent, super. Good. Wow, very positive. Uh, and also we have uh, back again... With the ill behaviour this week, it's the uh, the game's music queen, spelt with a KW, it's Catherine Castle. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Deep in graphics cards at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Are we, uh, 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 like, are they good? Are they good graphics cards? Can you say? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all right. They play games. It's job, job, job done, really. <laughs> 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 that's that's just the content of every those are the words in every one of our graphics card reviews yep, yep. please play the games play well the games sorted sorted uh, brendan how are you how's your cat brendan i don't think i've had an update since i've been away uh my cat's great she vomited on the floor yesterday evening uh yay <laughs> So we're we're trying to figure out what's making her do that, but I think she's okay. She's grand. Um, yeah. Have you got any essential oils in the house? I found out the other day that essential oils are toxic to dogs and cats. Most essential. Yeah, oils. I. Yeah, I know they are. Um, we don't have any lying out. No. Uh, we. Yeah, she hates the smell of them anyway. So I, I doubt it's something she's going near. Yeah. So welcome to the uh, RPS Amateur Vet Diagnosis Hour. <laughs> I don't have any pets. I wish I did. Um, <laughs> actually, while I was away, my housemates had their friend came over with a tiny, tiny puppy, like genuinely about the size of your hand, tiny. And I was so livid <gasps> oh. that I missed him visiting. His name is Crisp. Crisp. <laughs> crisp. Little Crisp. Isn't that a great name for a dog? <laughs> little cheese and onion. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I digress. And I gave the impression that this week we're going to be talking about music again, but we're not. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, everyone, if, if you were, had got your hopes up there. Uh, this week, uh, as chosen by Catherine, actually, it's just by Catherine, it's the best death traps in games. Yeah. Ooh. So I hope we've got some good ins. Do you want to kick off, Catherine? What's the, Wait, the topic? Why did we choose this topic again? Catherine suggested it. I've 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 been playing a lot of Shadow of the Tomb Raider, in which there are many death traps and lots of lots of uh, 
untimely demises for poor old Lara. Um, so for literally lack of anything else, <laughs> I suggested that we should talk about the best death traps in games. Which seems yeah, everyone seemed on board with. So I, I hope I hope this is a this is a good topic. <laughs> yeah, I think so. If it, Cause if it's like not, too... then uh, you know a, a trap door will open underneath my chair at the end of this podcast, and I'll <laughs> I'll fall into the abyss. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fired, which is worse. Yep. What's the What's the worst thing for a trap door to lead to? Is it spikes, lava, water? Uh- with piranhas in it. Spikes spikes <laughs> is definitely uh probably not very good. Although the, mm. the um there's a particular uh I think it's one of the challenge tombs in in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, not not the crypt. They they're completely separate even though they're essentially the same thing. Um there's one of the challenge tombs in um where you're sort of on this on this kind of uh kind of bridge platform. But you've kind of got to keep jumping to various ledges on the side to kind of do some puzzly bits. But if you fall in between that gap, there are these horrible rabid foxes like that just kind of tear you apart if you if you fall down. So that that that's also pretty gruesome. Um probably more oh so than God. the spikes in terms of like, I don't know, gruesome, you know, gory detail. Um yeah. snakes as well. That's 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 never never a good a good thing to have at the bottom of a pit. There were such tiny snakes in one particular bit of pit in Shadow of the Tomb Raider that I didn't even realise that they were there. I just thought it was just kind of like a little kind of like dip in the in the particular area that I was. And then suddenly there was this death animation of, of Lara being poisoned and eaten by snakes. It's like, oh, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't see that coming. Um, yeah. It's, it's basically just like a really exotic snuff film, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. There are there are some things where I I, I found this kind of a, a number of times while playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider where it seems you know especially when she's in water and I get that you know if if you're stuck in this kind of raging torrent you know kind of being pushed like a you know there's a kind of a tsunami scene right at the beginning of the game but you know even if she just kind of falls into a kind of fast flowing but not kind of you know tsunami level river the death animations that they've given her for that are really kind of like they look really innocuous like she's just kind of bumping gently into whatever she's crashed into that you're not Hmm. meant to crash into but then it kind of it kind of it finishes it with this kind of horrible like smack (laughs) um which really kind of like oh oh dear she's probably kind of broken some bones during that but it doesn't look like she has it Mm. just looks like she's kind of gently brushed into this kind of rock which is sort of like kind of gives you a little bit of a kind of like oh oh i wasn't expecting that to happen with that horrible noise um but yeah there's a lot of that in shadow the tomb raider poor laura Poor she laura. really gets it the worst <laughs> she's always got it so bad yeah when i, I was playing when she it got turned to gold by the hand in classic classic trap the tombs. <laughs> god that is a good one it is a good one yeah because i mean is there a single trap in in tomb in maybe Shadow of the Tomb Raider or any of the Tomb Raiders that you would say is is your favourite of the Tomb Raider death traps, Catherine? Oh, I mean, there there are some there are some good ones. So there's I was playing through one of the one of the crypts last night, um, whereby you kind of 
you you get to this kind of area where it's kind of this great big kind of long kind of column and you're, you you come out to you, you sort of come out into it kind of right at the top and there's this very rickety looking bridge kind of going across to this kind of sarcophagus that you that you're aiming to get to and she literally says kind of just as she kind of looks at this bridge it's like this this uh, this looks suspicious. And of course, instantly, <laughs> you know, you you start walking across the bridge, falls, you know, falls down into this pool of water. It doesn't start like rising or doing anything kind of um, suspicious initially, but you kind of have to go through this series of like, um, in order to get out, you need to kind of go uh, go underneath this kind of underwater tunnel, and you come out to this kind of other little chamber that's kind of just off the side of this of this kind of great big column, or um, and you push a switch. And of course, the water starts rising, but it's fine because there's a nice little gap between where the broken door is that you can just kind of, you know, get out re- without relative with, with with relative ease um, into the back into the main area again. But you've basically got to do this like I think either two or three more times. And so the second time you do it, it's essentially the same thing. You push the switch, and then the water rises again. Second time, the door is actually working, and it starts like you know lowering itself down in a kind of ominous way. But slow enough that you can still basically get out. Um, third time, it does it a lot quicker. <laughs> and so you are actually stuck in this thing. Um, but of course, luckily, there's another escape route up the top um, to get back out into the main thing. But as, as a kind of concept, I think that's quite a good kind of death trap you know in in uh, to, to to protect this treasure in this in the sarcophagus, and that you know it kind of lulls you into this full sense of security. Hmm. And then it's just like door slam. Nope, you're trapped now. Bye. <laughs> um, so that's quite a good one. But in terms of like proper um, kind of mean, I'm you know this this too means serious business. There's another one a bit earlier in the game where it's 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 kind of presented to you as like this is the this is the challenge that you know all these cult members go to. It's like a kind of rite of passage thing. And when you get there. It's this great big, like, almost kind of golem-like stone monstrosity with all these kind of, like, swooping bits of, like, saw blades and wooden, you know, kind of battering ram type things. It's, so it's this, this, this kind of, kind of almost stone robotic kind of construction kind of swirling around in the middle. Um, but you have to get to the other side of it in order to kind of look kind of like, the, 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 the idea is to kind of um, basically kind of fold its arms in and get it to kind of go back down into the ground where it came from. Oh, but yeah. To do that, you've got to go to the other side of it and, you, and again, pu- pushing a switch. But in order to get back to the other side where the switches are to push the arms in, um, you have to go through this like gauntlet of like <laughs> turning proper like obsidian blades. Um, look, you know, look, look, look like it's kind of like a, a meat grinder or this kind of, you know, this kind of like a very violent version of like gladiator or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> proper, like you will get sliced to pieces if if you even touch one of these things. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite good. There's a lot of there's a lot of those kind of rotating saw blades in um, in various tombs and and bits, which are quite good. I I really liked but, yeah. that one because it like yeah. there is that's, there that's is a good one. there is so many like intricate ones 
in where it's it's like you know mummified bodies enacting yeah the 12 <laughs> stations of the cross and stuff and then in some of them the lads were just like should we just see that load of spikes and set stuff on fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah there's this i think those are the better ones the ones where there is a definite level of peril like when you're just kind of moving mirrors to kind of reflect sunbeams off a off a off the right kind of angle it's like yeah that's fine but like more saw blades <laughs> mm. this would be infinitely more exciting with more spikes <laughs> uh brendan should we pivot to you do you have a, a favorite death trap in tomb raider or otherwise um i think People are going to yawn, but I think Dark Souls is the best for traps because <laughs> it really it just throws them at you and you don't expect it. Like, you going off some stairs. No, you're not. There's a boulder coming to you. <laughs> oh, you going through these sewers. No, you're not. You're falling down a hole and you're landing in a room full of frogs that spit poisonous gas at you. <laughs> it's just really um, desperate to to get you. It's got a whole... It's got a whole building called Sen's Fortress, which is just a building of traps. <laughs> and uh, The best kind. <laughs> yeah, it's just got swinging saw blades and these big rocks, golems at the top who are trying to throw things at you. Just just a horrible place to be. Um, lots of jumps where you shouldn't have to jump. I think Dark Souls is basically just a death trap of a game. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One but, big, long, extended death trap. <laughs> But um, I've I've been playing um, Resident Evil Two the remake, and it has a it has a trap moment in it that I really enjoyed. Um, so spoiler, skip ahead like three minutes if you don't want to hear this. But there's a part in Resident Evil Two where you go into a jail, uh, like the police station jail, and all the cells on both sides of this jail are full of zombies and stuff. And you're like, okay, I see what you're doing here, game. I know what's <laughs> gonna happen here, and you kind of go down and. Um, there's a point where you re- you restore the power to the jail and you're like, okay, I know what's going to happen now. And you go and you, you as soon as you do this, all the jail cells just open and you're like, okay, I have to run back through as, f- <laughs> as fast as I can. I got to run through. And you get to where you can see all the cells and the zombies just pile out and you're like, there's no way I'm getting through here. How am I going to do it? Oh, I see. And you see a little door to the side, like a gate to the side and a switch. And you go, okay, all right, I'll just pull this. I'll go through this gate. It's a second route, obviously. That was easy. And then as you're going down this narrow other jail cell corridor, um, you know, you, you know, a big fella, the man with hands. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mr. Hat. He, <laughs> he comes out the other side, like towards, he just turns the corner of this narrow corridor and it's like, starts stomping towards you and you go, oh, okay, there's nowhere around this. <laughs> and you just have to scramble in your pockets for a, for a flashbang or for something to kind of, you know, distract him or uh, stun him long enough to get past. And uh, it was just a moment where I felt... I felt like I was on top of things and I knew exactly what was going to happen when I pulled, you know, when I restored the power to this jail cell. I was like, Guillaume, you can fool me, but it did. It did fool <laughs> me. And uh, I respected it a little for that. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't, you mentioned Dark Souls uh, and didn't mention the mimics specifically. 
Um, I didn't for a reason. Why? Because I have prepared a little death trap quiz. And oh, I was gonna... one of the answers. <laughs> I was I was going to ask if you had. I was like, it's the sort of thing where he'd have a something up his sleeve. Well, we we, we could move on to the quiz because I'd hesitate to give any of my favorite death traps in case they're in the quiz. Okay, well we can we can ask your favorite death traps during or after. Okay. All right. We can, you know, I think yeah. Let's let's do the quiz now, just in case <laughs> I accidentally spoil any more of it. <laughs> okay, so this is the death traps quiz. Uh, there's it's very short. There's only like five questions. Now that you've spoiled one of them, Alice. <laughs> uh. But yeah, you just need to tell me which game this death trap is in. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yep. A propeller made out of corrugated metal that spins in place on the ground. Oh, that I could, could be literally like be a... any game, Brendan. <laughs> Rage. All right. Uh... <laughs> it's it's helpful to you as well as to as well as it hurting you. Oh, again, oh, like, I don't know. like <laughs> it chops, it chops zombie things in half. Oh, um, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. But I know what you mean. Um, thing, yeah, I. Sorry, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Half Life Two. Yeah. Oh, yes. In Raven Home. <laughs> All the traps that uh, Father Gregory makes bunches of traps. Of course, yes. I'm still really mad that you had to go through Ravenholm. Because, like, the last thing your man says is, don't go through Ra- and then you're and then, and then you're like, let's go through Ravenholm. <laughs> let's go. Why not? It, it, looks, it looks scenic. It looks like a, like a good time. It's let's got go. a lovely name. It's got an absolutely <laughs> <laughs> inviting name. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's the next one. A giant boulder that you have to stand on top of and roll like you're a circus bear, except you're not a circus bear, you're wrapped in a cocoon and you can only hop, and also a giant spider is chasing you. Oh. oh. Giant spiders and games. It's not like Brothers Tale of Two Sons or something mad, is it? <laughs> uh, no, it was a good guess, oh, but no. Oh, um, uh, Limbo. It is Limbo. Oh, Limbo. You're correct. Yes. Yay. About limbo, I'm I'm very bad at this quiz. <laughs> I don't play enough scary games. They're too they're too frightening for me. <laughs> Catherine, you you won the music quiz by such a margin that you <laughs> this is you're not physically allowed to win any more quizzes. No. <laughs> um, okay, mummified pirates, which fizzle when you approach and then explode. Uh, that is um, uh, uncharted. Four. It is Uncharted Four, correct? Not a PC game, but we're including it in the mm-hmm. quiz because mummified pirates that explode are funny. <laughs> that is the most annoying bit of the game as well. It's very annoying. It's quite good in that it—you never know if you're going the right way or not. But it's all like because you just feel like you're lost and you're. But you know. 
Anyway, Uncharted 4 is just the Goonies, anyway. <laughs> um, I did. I wrote a whole article about it once with like screenshot comparisons and everything. <laughs> I'll link to that. All right, here's one a pole that you jump on to climb. And it's like every other pole in the game. But rich, but this pole is actually a carnivorous plant that's shaped like a pole, and now you're dead. Ooh. Oh, I think I know what that is, but I can't. I can't for the life of me remember <laughs> what it actually is. Is it? Is it Rise of the Tomb Raider, where she kind of swings onto a snake or something ridiculous? No, it's definitely no. a carnivorous plant shaped like a pole. <laughs> Sometimes just sentences remind me <laughs> like how s- silly video games are if you just on paper this is a game with a lot of um, weird animals in it a lot of strange kind of beasties and you are one of the beasties but you're actually a little cuddly um that's not like Wolf Among Us or something. Um, it's a platformer. Uh, it's a platformer. A platformer. Oh, <laughs> animal-based platformers. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> no, me either. Rain World. Uh, no, I haven't played that at all. No. <laughs> I'm thinking of something completely different. Um... If you want to see it in action, I did a bestiary of all the weird animals and things in Rain World, and you can see it there, which I'll link to. Um, last one. A baby carriage with a crying baby in it, which you inspect, but it's not a baby, it's a bomb. Oh! Is this... um? It's a Resident Evil, isn't it? I want to say Evil Within, but I'm not. I I don't think it is. <laughs> no, it's neither of those. Oh. Ah. I was going to say it was Resi Seven in is one of those Sil- weird Silent trap Hill? rooms. Is it it's Silent not Silent Hill. Hill. No. No. Oh, I don't know. Is it no. of that kind of uh, that kind of type of game? <laughs> Not, oh, he, oh, 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 he plays. No, <laughs> it's no, it's, it's weird. Cold. Okay. <laughs> I don't the know, mate. Is, I, 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 I can see it in my head. I can see that scene, but I can't for the life of me remember where it's from. <laughs> I can describe the bomb to you. It's made of several landmines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it like? Is it like an Arkham? An Arkham game, one of the, one of the Joker's it, tricks. It it's Fallout Three. <laughs> um, apparently there is this this baby carriage with a bomb in it in Fallout Three. Um, of course. Thank you to our US gamer uh, friends for that, or as a games reader, I don't know, one of our associates. Um, because I got I stole that from a twenty five. Best booby traps in games list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the quiz. Nobody Way. won. <laughs> Yay. 
Thank you, Brendan. That was an Thanks. excellent quiz. Sorry for ruining the mimic. That's fine. It was the easiest one. Because <laughs> mm, I, lo- I, like, I don't like Dark Souls. But the mimic... Because of the traps, or...? No, I just don't think it's very good. But... <laughs> <laughs> fighting talk (laughs) (laughs) but I did think the mimics were very good because you're like until you first see one when you see a chest you're like oh brilliant there'll be something good in a chest like you've learnt that chests are good and then the first time you meet meet a mimic it's just a real like what? like a a real sort of game changing moment because from then on out you have to memorize which chests are mimics and then also sort of prod any chest you come across there's oh, new that's the thing you can't you can't prod the chests because they'll break and then the thing inside turns to rubbish it's but you have to kind of feel them out a bit and see if they breathe <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, and they're just like, they're like grim, dark, like goth versions of the luggage from um, Discworld. Yeah. They're really yeah, creepy. Yeah. They have um, big, weird legs. There so a big fan of them. Was, there was a, you know that, what you're saying, like it, it makes you, like you you think all chests are safe and that is the one good thing and then suddenly the rogue is pulled from out, out from yeah. under you and you don't know what's safe anymore. They've had planned to do a mimic that mimicked a bonfire. Oh. <laughs> um, but That'd be the, quite mean, I think. <laughs> I think the enemy was removed for one reason or another, but I think that would have been an amazing enemy and I should have left that in. <laughs> Hi, future fact-checking Brendan here. Past Brendan's incorrect. This was not an enemy that was cut from Dark Souls. This was actually a deviant art post by a user called Vemprick, which was just a fan-made drawing of a bonfire mimic, which is pretty cool, but was never actually made and cut from the first Dark Souls. It just wasn't there. So you're wrong, past Brendan. You're wrong. Carry on. Just one. Just one, because one's enough to make you mistrust every bonfire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that would have been the worst. Uh, uh. Um, but yeah I was a big fan of that of that idea because it's sort of like in Prey where you just start like throwing mugs around it's a, it's a similar sort of impulse where you're like what is safe nothing nothing is safe <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have any other favourites you'd like to mention Catherine I, I have several uh- <laughs> oh good I mean, okay you- you could uh, you could basically include like every room in every zero escape game ever like ever made because they're all essentially death traps unless you know if you can't solve the riddle um then you die in that room but the <laughs> the the worst one definitely is um the decontamination room in um the third game zero time dilemma um which the, the the setup is that each each of the all all of all nine characters are split into like groups of three, and they have these little watches on their wrist, which basically kind of inject them with a thing that kind of puts them to sleep and makes them lose their memory of like the last however many hours. Um, and each time they fall asleep, they wake up in a different room and kind of have to find their way out of it. 
and there's a moment where all three of them are in this kind of um or and end up in this kind of decontamination room where the only real choice is to press this like ominous yellow button which you're told will activate a acid shower in the other rooms um where all of your teammates are so they're, they're all in the same room and oh, everyone's no. got the option to press this yellow button, which will essentially kill an entire team um, via, via the means of acid shower, <laughs> um, which, which is just horrible as a construct. But the way that um, it, because it's in the, the, the thing with Zero Escape is that you cannot, you can basically rewind time to do over your choice. So you can, you, you can press the button um or you can choose not to press the button and it's all, you know, you can go back and forth and see what all the different outcomes are. That's, that's kind of the, 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 the idea of the game. But when a, when you do press a button and you then cut to the other team, whose horrible death you're about to witness, they kind of essentially wake up in this room and it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't remember being in this room. Um, or it, does, it seems familiar, but I'm not really sure why we're here or, like oh what about that yellow button and then it's just sort of you get this kind of this 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 noise comes on and apologies to anyone who is either eating or you probably want to either skip forward a couple of minutes if you are um you get this noise um mm. of this kind of you 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 obviously having like kind of enacted this this horrible chain of events know what's coming and it's sort of like these sort of characters just kind of look up at these like shower heads and it's just this scene of like it only focuses on the shower heads, but the screams and kind of horrible uh. noises coming out of these characters' mouths is just so horrible. But if that wasn't if that wasn't um, enough, then once that's all done and the showers are finished, it then has this horrible close up of like this kind of red mush at the end. Like that's that's what that's what's left of your characters. Is it all kind of all the acid kind of drains oh. drains away, and it's like oh. Uh. And it's like, oh man, that that's uh, you know, that's that's heavy stuff. <laughs> of all of all of the horrible things that you know, if if you thought getting trapped in a great big freezer in the first Zero Escape game was horrible, or the fact that you had to rescue a character from getting incinerated in in the second one, it's like this 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 sort of acid shower is just kind of like just tops it all off. And it's like that's that's a constructed death trap that you know, like the you're put in this situation of like, shall I press this button and potentially kill everyone, or you know, are, are other people going to press it and kill me? Like I should probably press it just in case they press it, or maybe you know, I, can I trust them not to press it? Um, is it other kind of thoughts going through all these characters' minds? And it's just like the fact that someone. Or you know the the idea that of a character kind of constructing this kind of moral <laughs> dilemma via means of dying horribly was, via an acid shower is just like oh man. <laughs> I was gonna say like the the this is something my friend always points out about um, Joker in the Batman movies is the people who come up with these big death traps must have like one hell of a logistics department because <laughs> like the like how many people are they drugging and then dragging from one room to another yeah. do they have a building <laughs> have they rented that building or do they own it did they build the building how, how many years did that take you know like yeah the, the fact that they have to pipe acid into one room to another where do they get the pipes for that like yeah. <laughs> the electricians I... that had to set up the buttons what who who funds this stuff yeah. like 
I I asked this about like especially the Riddler in the Arkham games. It's like he can't be doing all this himself. And then like everyone in the Arkham like everyone in Batman has like a secret hideout. So I was like there must be just like just like the builders just know who everyone is. Like whoever does yeah. their their you know <laughs> interiors and and all that and and then apparently someone canonically realized this as well and there is like a guild called like the builders or something who were sort of villains <laughs> i don't know exactly so i've not read batman but they were like actually this is probably a bit of a a, a gap that we need to, <laughs> to, they to just sort of love fill. yeah they just love building things there's a great um there's a little uh, document you can find in the new resident evil that is written you know resident evil it's like uh mm. it's police station and everything it has all these weird puzzles like medals that you have to find and plug into little slots and then a statue opens up and there's a secret <laughs> passageway and all the sewers have power plugs but they're all little chess pieces instead of like instead of just being normal power plugs <laughs> um you find a little document and it says like hi we at knights incorporated think that sewers and architecture should be fun <laughs> it's like this and then it explains it like the the ceo of the the you know sewer engineering guild or whatever is also you know a member of four of raccoon city's biggest chess clubs <laughs> he's just <laughs> fanatic about it and he's called rb fisher <laughs> uh, so it's canon in resident evil that uh bobby fisher makes psychopathic chess based sewers uh, <laughs> It's just oh, death dear. traps. They have a, a builder's thing, I think, in Resident Evil 7 as well. It's sort of like showing when they got all this weird stuff put into their house. Because I think they must just be fed up with people making jokes about it. Oh, games are dumb. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I, also, I put down the spike walls in Skyrim because I like how they interact with the game's physics. <laughs> and and so someone like your your mate getting got by the spike wall will sometimes fly around or like you all like you know it'll send a body flying halfway across the room or they'll either do that or they'll sort of dribble to the floor as if they were only sort of lightly <laughs> tapped and then also because uh your companion sort of can't die so they'll get hit by a spike trap and then sort of take a knee on the floor going Whoo, for a bit and then get up and run into the spike <laughs> trap again <laughs> big yep. fan of that uh, did you have anything else Brendan um, nothing in particular my favourite types of traps are definitely traps that look like they're something good and then you go up and you see them and they're not something good they're something bad <laughs> that's my that's my favourite trap I'm Sounds like Catherine's way more into the the saw-based traps. <laughs> I, I mean, that Catherine, you said you had loads. Do you have any any more in particular? Um. Well, again, it's it's sort of like you you could probably you could probably include kind of anything from like the sexy brutal because that's that's basically like is it eight car eight eight kind of miniature deaths that you've got to solve in 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 a single game. Um. Which you know, each 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 person kind of dies in quite elaborate circumstances, um, which are all kind of 
contrived by the kind of largely contrived at least by the owner of of the of the sexy brutal kind of mansion thing but my favorite is probably there's this there's this one um that involves like this um it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a double a double murder um that on on this kind of great big stage like throughout the game you kind of um it's all big leading up to this like extravagant show that's being put on at like i think it's like seven or eight or nine in the evening or something um and it turns out that there's this there's this um there's these two characters one's this kind of like uh world-renowned locksmith or no um or escape artist i think he 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 can pick locks and kind of steal anything and his he kind of teams up with this kind of like kind of strong man character um and they're trying to find this like fancy egg thing i'm not entirely sure why they're looking for this egg i can't really remember but this egg is suddenly they suddenly find it in this like cage on this stage at the bottom of this like great big fancy mansion um but again they they kind of much like lara's this is suspicious line um it's <laughs> this <laughs> this egg is in not only in a cage but an electrified cage with loads of spikes and electric pylons like all kind of around it and it's, so it's like oh like is this is this the thing that they said was going to involve like a death defying escape um let's let's go backstage and see if it's plugged in before we start fiddling around with it um but the 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 so one 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 character kind of goes off to kind of investigate um but the other one just kind of can't help himself he sort of he's meant to go and check the other side of the stage um mm. but ends up like oh it, it won't hurt just to, just have a little look um and of course like as soon as he touches it like his hands get locked in place and it all kind of whirs into action um and then in order to sort of prevent it you've kind of got to play this kind of slightly weird cat and mouse game by you've got to kind of uh, activate like these um electrical breakers or circuit breakers like on either side of the stage um but if you let it kind of play out because i think you you have to watch each death um before you can solve solve it essentially um but yeah it's like not only is this kind of great big kind of like cage being kind of electrified um but this is kind of this giant spike is kind of descending this entire time these kind of cogs <laughs> whirring as this kind of like this uh, this other character who's not trapped in the cage trying to work out how to save his friend um and in, in the end of it it's just like the, the the strongman character just kind of like grabs hold of the uh of the electric cage obviously like fries himself so he he sort of like just kind of that's completely useless and then the, these curtains draw across the front of the cage um and then there's, there's this horrible like this this spike just sort of suddenly descends and there's a great big sort of crunch <laughs> um is it again, even it's a like, trap if the people who suffer from it can see it when it's right there, like that hasn't caught them <laughs> off guard. They've just been idiots. Yeah, but it's still like you know, it's like oh, shiny thing inside it. It's kind of like that classic <laughs> lure, luring people who don't know any better um, into it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 probably one of my one of my favourite kind of mysteries to solve in that game. But there are many many good great deaths. Um, that are all kind of, you know, you keep hearing. I thought one one of the great things about the sexy brutal is that you, um, because there are so many characters and you can only kind of solve or save one one character or in this case two, at the same t- at, 
in any kind of given run. It's a bit like Groundhog Day, so you kind of like keep replaying the same day, you know, span of time over and over again until you save all of these people individually. Um, you keep hearing all of these sort of other sounds going off, like around the mansion. So you know, you, can, you hear like a window smashing, you hear a gun firing. You know, this kind of bell tolls ominously at one point, and it's you can you can just kind of like you know the the uh, this particular one you see um when when the strongman character kind of grabs onto the bars like the power kind of flickers and then it's like <laughs> oh that's why all the lights flicker you know kind of you know that um at this particular time when you've been doing all the other kind of murders beforehand which i think you know it's it's quite it's quite it's quite a clever kind of like oh this is this is why that happens and it all it's all kind of this elaborate puzzle that you kind of have to work out which I do enjoy. <laughs> it, it's so good. This extra yeah, chat really, really good. good yeah. Uh, and yeah, some great deaths in there as well. What a lovely topic. <laughs> <laughs> People it's, dying horribly. Yay. Uh, I was talking to um, Bertie from Eurogamer because he's playing um, Dragon Age Inquis- uh, Dragon Age Two again at the moment, and I, I just ran into him in the um, the uh, break room, and he was just like, "Can't wait until my mum dies again," because <laughs> like that's one of his favourite bits in the game. Um, I don't know if I had anything. I did. I put down the um, uh, barnacles in Half Life as well because I they're one of the things I remember most strongly. From playing Half Life Two, because mm. just they're just kind of hor- they're hor- like they're just horrible. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's horrible when you when you shoot one and all the like bones and skulls. Yeah, and oh, who, yeah. who have gone up into them fall. Yeah, and splatter That's out. Gross. And just this long. <laughs> it's like a horrible tongue. It's yeah, yeah. So I'm a big fan of them. And also when you're like sliding down a slope it sort of becomes this really grim kind of like slalom that's sort of fun but <laughs> also you know a matter of life and death <laughs> uh, that's very that. sort of fun but also a matter of life and death <laughs> yeah exactly I mean they are to me like it's how I paint my rent <laughs> oh. yeah oh yeah getting meta yeah 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 um, <laughs> So I think yeah I think unless we've uh, we've got any more to uh, to talk about we can move on to what we've been playing this week. And uh, Catherine, you've said that you've been playing <laughs> Tomb Raider quite extensively. Yes, I have. I have. I've been playing a lot of Tomb Raider. Um... Yeah. Which I'm enjoying, you know. It's it's I I uh, as much as like fundamentally, it's still very much the same game as the other two. But I do like the the fact that it has all of these extra tombs and crypts and things and sort of puzzle sections in it now. That like Rise of the Tomb Raider had it to an extent, but it always felt like this isn't really part of the main story. Whereas, um, you know, they're just kind of little extras that you occasionally found. And while I don't think like the number of say proper tombs is is really is I don't think there are, there's a huge amount more than in Rise of the Tomb Raider, in Shadow, but um, they just feel a lot more substantial, and they're they're with the crypts as well. I'm I'm not in, like for some reason they they 
decided to split them into. I think the crypts are kind of less puzzly based, whereas the the tombs are like proper challenge tombs and have proper mm. you know puzzles and all that sort of stuff. The 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 crypts tend to be more kind of platforming exercises, but kind of those combined with the tombs, it just feels like she's actually doing a bit more like you know archaeological type discovery and actually kind of investigating the surrounding area more and um there's actually like i think there's probably like there's a lot less combat in shadow of the tomb raider which is nice as well that it, there are moments where you, you know you obviously have to kind of take down some trinity soldiers and all that sort of stuff but it it's few and far between i would say com- at least compared to the other games where it felt like you know every single section was quite combat heavy and quite say platforming or you know jumping between rock ledges kind of light um whereas this it's sort of they've seemed to have kind of doubled down on the whole you know traversal uh bits of the game and uh i I like that there's more of that than you know it's sort of slightly not ropey combat or gunplay but it's 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 definitely not like what kind of is its strength i wouldn't have said like throughout either the first tomb raider or rise of the tomb raider and you know it's all I much prefer the kind of exploring around the different areas and kind of you know rooting about for all the collectibles. Um, do you do you like Lara as a character in um, the game? Like is she, she is she done well? In the- <laughs> she's uh, I don't know. I find I find her kind of slightly kind of like not like a a very inspiring presence, but not like an awful presence either. Um, She's just kind of there doing a thing with kind of... It's really faint praise. Laura, yeah. she's, you know, there. Mm. But I, I, I mean, even in, like, the other games, I've never really felt like she's had much of a... She's not really that much of a person inside. <laughs> I don't know. She just kind of does does her thing, and I think she like she seems good, good-natured. She's trying to do her best, but... Equally, I don't know. I don't think they've put a huge amount of like effort into like her overall character progression. She just seems like a very competent kind of, um, you know, mer- na- nature and human murderer um, in this one. <laughs> Much like any other, she's just kind of a fairly bland video game protagonist. Like I wouldn't say she's kind of this nuanced. Like I don't know. I felt like she went through a kind of a little bit of an arc in, say, like the first game when she was first kind of, you know, that the kind of controversial kind of learning her first, you know, how to kill people, um, <laughs> scene with a gun and all that sort of stuff. But like, she's very much just like a bit like Nathan Drake in 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 my eyes now. She's just kind of like maybe slightly less happy-go-lucky, um, but there's not a lot to her. I wouldn't have said as a protagonist particularly, but. Like as uh, I I I um because I, I use Shadow of the Tomb Raider for my benchmarking quite a lot in terms of like testing graphics cards and all that sort of stuff. And there's this particular scene like right at the beginning of the game, which I, I wrote a supporter post about or me- mentioned it in a supporter post a couple of weeks ago, where like most people would spend probably 15 seconds tops going through this scene because it's not a you know you don't really have to do anything there. It's just like walking from one end of the, one end of this kind of town square to the other because you're kind of you see this character of of interest and you pursue them through this kind of uh, Mexican town. But there's loads of, there's like a stupid amount of dialogue between her and her best friend, Jonah, in that scene, Um, which, you know, probably most people won't even, won't even know is there because, you know, you spend 15 seconds going through it and you may get, you know, a couple of lines of dialogue, but 
there's like you know there's at least half a dozen if not a dozen like different kind of things that they say to each other during that bit which kind of like fleshes out her character a little bit more and I've I kind of think like oh you know there there is something to it but there's none of that's present like throughout the game at all you know like um in this in this in this scene she's talking about like oh you know I wish you know I bet my mother would have loved it here because she you know she really loved dahlias which I just seen on a florist stand and such you know all these colors and light and she must have really enjoyed this and like oh yeah I got a call from Sam and you know I've been meaning you know really meaning to get back to her and uh, I think we should like light a candle for all the other people that you know died horribly in the previous <laughs> adventures and, um you know like at one mo- at one point like you know Jonah kind of spies this kind of old motorbike and he's like oh yeah you know like oh I wish I remember you know having one of these myself and I was like oh what what stopped you from you know right from from having a motorbike and it's like oh i went to yamatai and it's like oh <laughs> which is you know the horrible location that they all go to in the first game um lara you're a you- you're a lady buy him a motorbike <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like there, there are these lots of like little lovely character moments in that like initial scene which you know think oh you know these people do have a heart and do have feelings and they feel like nuanced characters with with you know regrets and um you know backstories but then like throughout for about 10 minutes of the game yeah but i must actually i tell a lie that there is a there is a bit later on when after uh when you're in the jungle and you're with jonah trying to get across this this uh bridge with him there's this other quite lovely little moment where he's sort of like if i'd if i'd have known like how much time i'd spend outdoors i would have like paid more attention in the scouts (laughs) <laughs> and it's like did you ever do scouts lara and they had this weird little conversation which probably no one other than like british people would understand because i don't think scouts are a thing in anywhere else in the in the in the world are they i don't know um but you know like the sort of outdoor survivally pitching tents and all that you know kind of stuff girl guides and scouts and all mm. that jazz but it's like oh that's a really lovely little conversation like i wish there was more of that kind of either between her and Jonah kind of elsewhere when they're together because for then for, for, for a lot of the time you know Lara is just by herself kind of just doing her thing and it's you don't have that interaction to flesh out her character in that way which is kind of a shame but like yeah she's I don't know like having done so you know, having spent so much time in this in this tiny town square like I do have a kind of newfound kind of like not necessarily respect for her, but it's like, oh, you know, there, there is there is something more to her than just kind of like gun ho, shoot everything that moves, and you know, rum- rummage around in some pots all the time. Um, but on the whole, like I would say that she's it's like yeah, she's you know she she is she is now your fully formed regular <laughs> game protagonist with you know. I don't know. She has succeeded. She, <laughs> she has attained the minimum amount to... of character needed to be <laughs> <Yeah>. able. <laughs> Pretty much. I noticed that as well, because like, the first two games, they really went hard in on the daddy issues stuff. Yeah. And then for this game, they were like, well, we sort of did that. Should we try papering on some, some mummy issues as well? Yeah. <laughs> so they did that a bit. And I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but my favourite bits of it were the... the tombs and mm, because yeah, they exactly. i i just feel like i would happily play a game that was like a boss rush game but just tombs like yeah. 
that didn't because because they sort of pretend they're giving her more personality and stuff, but they don't really follow through on it. So just no. just the tombs are the best bit anyway. Just do like a whole yeah. game of tombs. Just do more of that, please. Just <laughs> yeah. give me like thirty hours of tombs. Be yeah. fine. Because yeah. like this one, they sort of implied that like they sort of do it a bit in like the first couple of scenes. They sort of imply that maybe Lara's going to realise that like colonialism is bad. But, <laughs> yeah, but then, exactly. like, spoilers nope. for the end. Uh, but no. <laughs> like, she, yeah. like, the end of the game is literally like a woman of colour dying so that Lara can literally take her place in a really important, like, <laughs> local ceremony. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. To just do the tombs. I'm, I'm fine with that. They're great. Yeah. I am enjoying it. It's just that, yeah, it's it's not like it. I'm enjoying it because it's kind of more of the same thing which I already enjoyed, um, rather than anything kind of special that they've done to this particular game. Um, yeah, but it's you know it is good fun, and as I say the, the the tombs are good. Just more of those, please, next time. Hmm. More tombs. We like tombs. We like tombs. Have you been playing anything, Brendan? Uh, I've been playing a little tiny bit so far of Yakuza Kiwami, which is Ooh. still still under embargo, so I can't really I can't review it right now for you. Mm. <laughs> um, but, Have you played any of the other Yakuza games? Uh, not really. No, I played a bit through the opening of Yakuza Zero, but mm. um, didn't play very far into it. It was more just to see what it was, what was, what it was like. From um, what you've played because obviously like kiwami is like a remake of the very first one isn't yeah. it i think yeah can you can you kind of can you play it without having played zero does it make Ye- any sense yeah i mean yeah. well it makes as much sense as can be expected like <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does <laughs> uh you uh it you you a lot of characters are introduced to you very quickly and at the beginning of the game it just jumps around in time you basically uh a Yakuza guy who gets a murder pinned on him in 1995 and then spends 10 years in prison and comes out and has to figure out what to do again, being not an official member of any Yakuza family. Ah. So you just kind of go around and doing uh, kind of good deeds for people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alice Zero always describes him as the best dad, or like the, the dad of Tokyo, Yakuza dad. Um, and I think it's a it's a pretty fitting description. Mm. Um, but it, as a game, it's like it, it story wise, it is a soap opera. It's like, like down to the 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 fact that it has these moments where you'll be talking to someone and something will be revealed to the main character to your character Kiru, and they'll say yes, but Sarah, the leader of the Yakuza, was murdered. And then the camera will like zoom in on your character <laughs> and it'll do this big it's like reaction. Dun. It'll do this big dun sound effect and his eyes will widen and he'll go, murdered. <laughs> <laughs> just, it does that over and over and over again. I think it's done it. It's done that exact like soap opera zoom in three times since I've been playing in the first Excellent. two hours of the game. And it's just, it's just laugh out loud funny every single time it happens. Um, so I am. I'm having a really good time. Tonally, it is all over the place, and I think a lot of people find that that's its charm. I know mm. Matt played a little bit of Yakuza Zero, I think, and he really didn't gel with that at all. <laughs> but um, I'm finding it okay because it's it's self aware enough to know that 
its tone is it tone can't be any one tone it has to be all of the tones <laughs> um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm having a good time so far it's very old-fashioned as video games goes like you walk into a shop and then suddenly the camera is taken the control of the camera is taken away from you and you get a fixed camera angle in the shop so you have to walk around like you're in Resident Evil 2, the old 1998 version. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, aside from that, it is a remix or it is a remastering or of some sort. So, you know, that's to be expected. Cool. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that's, and I am finished now. Done. Um, <laughs> I haven't really been playing anything, sadly, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, Shocker. You've been playing Perfect Diet. I have actually, yeah. Well, I had to. I played it before and had to play it again to get some more screenshots and stuff. So I wrote <laughs> about it for uh, my Romances in Games column, which I have very selfishly forced upon the website. Because I want to write about this thing. <laughs> um because uh, yeah I've, uh, it's if you haven't played Perfect Date it's a visual novel slash dating sim where you date cats um, <laughs> but just cat like I, I think it's interesting because it like in Hatterful Boyfriend it anthropomorphizes the pigeons by like the first time you see the pigeon boys in Hatterful Boyfriend then they are, they are a pigeon but then the like from then on out they are like a hot boy like <laughs> Um, uh, like they give you like a nice hot boy avatar, I think, so that like you can pretend you're not dating pigeons. Um, <laughs> but like, isn't there an option as well to either have the pigeons or the anime boys? I th- I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah. when I when I when I kind of I play I play I've played a very little bit of it. Or I've played a couple of stories, and yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure there's an option in in the menu somewhere that you can opt to just have the pigeons. Or yeah. Ha- yeah, have have the have the anime boys. Uh, well, well I need to double check because it might be that the premise <laughs> of my whole article is wrong. But um, <laughs> but like in in Perfect Date, they're just like yeah, it's a cat, and they and they like like they never let you get away from the fact that you are dating cats because <laughs> like they just continually mention like like the you know cat stuff like their paws or like you know their little their little pot bellies their little tummies and like you know they have to drink stuff out of like leaves cupped on the floor and stuff because they don't have hands <laughs> so i i just think it's really interesting cuz and it's also like it's kind of an asexual game cuz like they don't want you to like actually get off with the cats but at the same time it won't let you forget that you are dating cats i think it's it's really good cuz it's like the ultimate kind of like Looks don't matter. <laughs> so they kind of do because it's part of the plot. But it, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a really interesting game, and it's very, uh, it's very like it says it's got like it says it's like a mix of like a visual novel, a dating sim, and like dark British comedy. And it it's I wouldn't say it's that dark really, but it's that it's very like it is very. Kind of UK. It's very. Although we we were talking about the there's an a cat in it who's called McMurphy who like his his personality is basically being Irish. <laughs> and Brendan was cross at some of his dialogue. <laughs> that classic stereotype. 
I always just cross because at the end of one of the sentences, he says cara, which is the Irish word for friend. But he says at the end of a sentence like, oh, would you like to come down to the beach, cara, or whatever? And it's like, nobody says that. If, you, if an Irish person, <laughs> if someone said that to an Irish person, they'd be like, I'm not called cara. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Jason. <laughs> like, if at a push, you might hear an Irish person saying mohara at the end of a sentence if they're talking to someone they know is another Irish speaker or something like that, but really rarely, like, it's just not a thing we do. <laughs> he he does it a lot as well. It's it's like a, it's like a thing, it becomes a thing, like, it becomes like a pet name. He just says it all the time. Uh, but yeah, he, so he's Irish, so he says that, and he says to be sure a lot, and uh, <laughs> most of your dates, or a lot of your dates involve drinking. Because that's what the Irish like. (laughs) I'm not joking. All right, but we do. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, you know, my my friend says that, uh, yeah, the thing is, we do. And I guess it's a stereotype (laughs) for a reason. (laughs) Oh, let's move on. Okay. I have nothing to move on to, though. I've, I've. I've. That's what I've been playing, and you've not. Did you ask? You've not been playing anything. Did you ask the readers what their best test traps were? Oh yeah, that's the thing we do. I forgot. (laughs) Okay, we asked our readers slash listeners on uh, Twitter at Rock Paper Shot and uh, Rock Paper Shot on Facebook what their favourite traps in video games are. And they responded. There are some good ones. Uh, ah, uh, Bogdan Vera says in Torment Ties in Numenera, um, you can uh, get s- go splat in the first dialogue of the game and die. It's true. That was what <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good bit because the game starts with you just like in media res, you just like f- falling out of the sky from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air. Like you, you gain consciousness at that moment, and you can't remember who you are, and then the game basically telling you like, what do you want to do? Do you want to like? And you have to respond. And if you don't sort of try and slow yourself down, you just like, like just die. It's really good. Sorry, I'm just looking at a GIF of GIF someone has sent at symbol Jake has sent a GIF of a game called The Colonel's Bequest, a Laura Bow mystery. And uh, it's a it's a really old, I guess, <laughs> MS DOS adventure game or something, where she oils the arm of a suit of armor, and it's holding an axe, and because she's oiled it, the arm falls down, <laughs> and the axe cuts her in half. <laughs> <laughs> and then the That's game really gruesome animation as well. You can oh probably see like the skeleton in between, like on each side of this poor woman yeah, you're looking at side on <laughs> brutal. that's amazing it's so brutal and then it, it says to you got a splitting headache Laura <laughs> I wish Terminator had little remarks like that every time you got spiked yeah. or eaten by foxes yeah. they really outfoxed you didn't they Laura <laughs> uh, dark, yeah Dark Souls treasure ahead yeah Yep, yeah, anytime someone writes 
treasure ahead or invisible wall <laughs> or secret ahead on the very edge, the ledge of a thing, and you're like, oh, well, there must be something. I'll just jump off the ledge. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the chocolates in Long Live the Queen, says Trojan Phoenix, um, which I think might be poisoned or something. I think, yeah, there's a scene in Long Live the Queen, which is a anime game about bringing up a, a bringing up a queen to be queenly and practicing her eloquence and stuff. Mm. And I think you can get some chocolates, and if you eat the chocolates, you just die. <laughs> <laughs> you can die so many times in that game. This the, uh, uh, Poisoned Owl on Twitter says, pretty much any game over in Grange Hill for the ZX Spectrum. They're saying yes to the pusher in particular. I haven't played this, but now I really want to. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there is a YouTube video of uh, saying yes to that pusher, and it is very funny. I will link to it. Alex Altman on Twitter says, Near Automata, there are several gag endings that end the game because you die. If you don't pay attention, you might even see the warning and there's no really you sure message. I think you can... There's one in there where you can, because you know you have like an operating system. I think if you like, you can like turn yourself off or like wipe your OS. That's that's one of the endings, right? The wrong chip, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just turns the whole game off. (laughs) There's a warp gate nine. uh, Says in the C64 game Asylum, you happen upon a guy holding a sign that reads "Look up." If you understood the game's cartoon logic, you'd probably, you'd also probably have known that spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert, looking up caused the piano to fall on you and crush you. Which is good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's included a screenshot of this yeah, of this chap with this very uh he's wearing this kind of bright yellow suit and helmet. Um looking like he's probably on some sort of construction site because I haven't I haven't played this game. Um is that you hear hammering in the distance somewhere, a wall is being built. You sort of move forward, you turn to the left, move forward. And yeah, he he's in a, he's in a an electrician approaches and he holds a fuse and he's holding this very obvious sign saying look up with a little arrow um so yeah i think if if i'd if i was playing that guy I, pro- I probably would have would have said i should look up let's do that <laughs> <laughs> someone adam carl carl shack carl shack i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing your name has linked a video of uh, dead space 2 a moment where there's a, a trip like a tripwire, a laser tripwire, and when you it's it's on the stage of a some kind of production where there's a big presumably cardboard sun, like happy faced sun hanging above everything. But when you go over the laser tripwire, the sun falls on you and it cuts you in half. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a weird one. Uh, video game. It's uh Johnny on Twitter, Johnny Maloney says Silent Hill three with the bathroom you enter, cannot leave, and your reflection freezes and covers with blood. That, oh. That would be horrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ravi Pathak says, saw the video game, opened a door and a shotgun blasted my face off. <laughs> it's a real, like, home alone trap, isn't it? <laughs> like, a shotgun strapped to a door. They do that in um, Max Payne. Max Payne or Max Payne 2, I can't remember as well. You come home from work and you open your your front door and a shotgun goes off. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a, th- a debate people like to have of like, of like Kevin McAllister in his home with all his stuff versus 
like Batman trying to get in kind of thing. My money's on Kevin every time, man. Because Kevin has no honor. <laughs> You're right. He's basically created the equivalent of uh, Dishonored 2's Clockwork Mansion. Yeah. Like loads of different traps. <laughs> there, there are so many traps in Home Alone that could have gone really... I mean, like, not just, ha-ha, you've burned the, the very top of your head, but, oh my god, you've melted your entire face, Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. And it could have gone so much worse than they did. Yeah. Like, the fact that those two burglars came out alive is incredible. <laughs> yeah, there's some really horrible... The nail on this, uh... Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I think, upon contemplating the, uh, the criminality of Kevin McAllister... <laughs> We shall leave it there. Cool. Thank you very much for joining Brendy and I, Catherine. It's all right. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> uh, and thank you very much to the listener for joining us on this week's episode of the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 70. It feels like it should be some kind of thing. Well, we'll do something for episode 100. That's 75. Like next, that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's, a good, that's a good milestone. Well, 75 is good, What's yeah. the? What are the jubilees? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know 50 is gold, isn't it? Diamond is 75th. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. We'll get Graham to buy us necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> Best diamonds in video games. That's, okay. that's the topic for episode 75. Yeah. Cool. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you very much. Um, and. And what else do I have to do? Oh yeah, uh, rockpapershotgun.com for your PC gaming needs. Um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook at rockpapershot. And uh, we have our lovely YouTube channel as well, which is rockpapershot on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash rockpapershot, I believe. I'm a professional. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and until next week, we wish you all the very best uh, from RPS. Thank you. Bye. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Wave. Bye. 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 dead.